Good afternoon, good afternoon. I am your host, Byron Terrell of Byron Terrell's Opinion, right here on Anchor. What's good, people? What is up? Let's get right into it. I definitely got to talk about Miss April Jones today. I'm going to give my piece about April Jones, man, and hopefully you guys understand where I'm coming from and with, with my opinion. It's just some things I agree with and some things I don't. Uh, it's been a lot of negative energy surrounding the situation, you know, they, they little relationship or whatever. Is, I, every time I turn on my Facebook, my Instagram, what anything I turn on, I see people talking about this situation. And, and most of the time, the comments are very negative, very negative. But I, I'm not even... I'm going to give you all of my opinion about what I feel about the situation, but that's not even why I'm talking about her today, guys. That's not even why I'm talking about her today. Today, the reason I'm talking about Miss April Jones, okay, is because Miss April Jones gave Lil Fizz, I say, uh, what, 50 points? I'm going to give him the whole 100. I'm going to give him the whole 100. She gave that boy 100 points on his scorecard, okay? On his man card. She gave him 100 points. And she snatched 50 points off of a Marion card. I'm just saying. If y'all understand the, the G code. You, you dig. If you understand the G code. She gave that boy Lil Fizz 100 points. And she snatched 50 off of Marion points. And I know y'all y'all sitting around. Y'all like. why why How how'd she do that? How she do that? Mr. Byron Terrell. How did she do? How did she snatch 50 points off of. I'm going to tell y'all how she did that. Okay. Anytime a female, and I'm not talking about tweet about it, I'm not talking about make a post about it, I'm not talking about call her girlfriend and was talking about it, nigga, she got on live. On live, you can't make up nothing. Like, I'm, you see me saying this, I'm on live talking about this. She got on live and talked about how good the D was for my boy Lil Fizz. You got to give him 100 points for that. Like, you straight straight 100 points on the card. Straight 100 points. Now, in doing so, she said it's the best she ever had, period. So, we know she been with Omarion because she got kids by him. I mean, we know the situation. We know you been with her. You ain't got the D like your boy Lil Fizz. Therefore, she just snatched 100 points off your card, off your card by saying that's the best she ever had. I'm just saying. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. But I'm sure if you ask anybody else, they going to agree with me. They going to definitely agree with me. Okay? I do have the audio of that. I do have the audio of that. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that today. Now, the next thing I'm going to um, be talking about, guys, is um, Mr. D Smoke. Mr. D Smoke, man. I got to talk about Mr. D Smoke because... He is the winner of the competition that was on Netflix. It was a Netflix special by the name of Rhythm and Flow. Okay. Rhythm and Flow. So we was trying to find the best spitter, the best MC, the best rapper. Right? And we had judges. We had celebrity judges with the likes of uh, Cardi B. We had uh, Mr. T.I. And we also had... Man, shout out to Chicago, my hometown. We had my boy Mr. Chance the Rapper. Okay? Those were some dope-ass judges, man. And I'm going to tell you why they were some dope-ass judges, okay? Not only were they judges, they had they, they were the ones that had to go and sort out these people for the competition in the first place. When I tell you that they picked 
some dope ass rappers, man, some dope ass MCs. Man, listen. Everybody is it was it was it was hard to watch it because you 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 really didn't know where, where it was going. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm telling y'all, please go check it out. You really didn't know which way it was going because all these cats have flow. I'm gonna tell you another thing. Two of my favorite rappers, shit, three, four of my favorite rappers on the hoes you dig were women. And I'm talking about they were bringing it, bro. They were bringing it. So the whole the whole competition in general, these guys really picked some great people. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. It's called Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. Okay. And 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 because it was a such a big thing with these celebrity, um, these celebrity judges, and they travel, you know, across the states picking and choosing different people. When they got to certain states, they had other celebrity people show up. You know what I'm saying? So not only were the the the, uh, the judges celebrities, they had celebrity appearances as well. So you definitely want to check it out and see who else popped up on the show, man. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure a lot of people are like, man, well, we know who the winner is. Now it's all over the internet. Yeah, true. But like I said, the, the artist was so dope that you definitely want to see how it progressed. Like you just want to watch the show in general just to see this raw talent, how cold all these people were. Like they, these people were very talented. I can't, I can't say it enough, man. I can't say it enough. Please go check out the show if you haven't already. Even if you have seen it, you know what I'm saying? Support that show, man. It's, uh, it's uh, pretty good. Now, I'm going to be talking about the winner today, Mr. D Smoke. The reason I'm going to talk about Mr. D Smoke, other than the reason that he's dope as fuck, lyrically, okay, uh, his delivery is just off the chain, but he actually has something to say. Now, me, y'all, you know, a lot of my, my older fans, y'all know, y'all know about, y'all know I'm with all the lyrics, punchlines, metaphors. I need, I need all of that if you claim to be a dope ass MC. And uh, he definitely brought that to the table, as 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 most of them did. Um, but that's not even why I'm talking about him. That's not even why I'm talking about him today. The reason I'm talking about him today is because after winning, um, he did an interview. I believe that was Sway in the morning. That was Sway in the morning. But he did an interview, and he explained what he was going to do with his money. That just made me a fan of the brother even more because I'm always a fan of, of positive shit. I'm always a fan of people trying to help someone else. I'm always a fan of somebody actually walking, doing the actual walk instead of just talking about it. Because people, Twitter fingers is a motherfucker. We could talk about a lot of shit. You know, we can put our foot down and show our anger and our aggression about a lot of shit. But what are we actually doing about it? What can we do to help? What can we do to help the situations that bother us? If they bother us so much before I complain about why they bother, bother me so much, what is something that I can do? You know, so um, I always... I always applaud that and I applaud people who actually go out and do things and from listening to him and his approach and how he's going to try to achieve some of the things that he stated it just made me an even um, even bigger fan of his so I'm definitely going to talk about that now I, I got the audio of him actually saying what he's going to do with that money now um, 
Another thing I'm going to talk about today, and the reason I'm going to talk about that is because I spoke on it before. I, I'm not sure if I spoke on it on my own show, but I know I talked about uh, Miss Iggy Azalea, uh, uh, Iggy Azalea and Mr. T.I.'s uh, situation because I, I was kind of confused about what happened with their relationship. And you know how I be thinking, guys. But um, but um, I happen to be online. Excuse me. I happen to be online, and I seen uh, Ti was on a Breakfast Club, and he actually said what I was thinking in the first place. So I definitely had to talk about that now, and I, and I got the audio of him saying what he said as well. Um, I'm gonna take a quick break, real quick, and when we come back, I'm gonna let you guys hear exactly what Miss. <laughs> Miss April Jones said about her now boyfriend, I guess. I guess they're a couple now, uh, Lil Fizz. And we're going to talk about my man, Mr. D, D Smoke. And we're going to talk about T.I. and Iggy Azalea. I am Byron Terrell of Byron Terrell's Opinion right here on Anchor. And we are back. Man, I'm not even finna stall that much longer, man. I'm gonna get right into it. This is Miss April Jones, y'all. Letting us know just how sprung she is over Mr. Fears. Why are y'all so mad? I'm getting the dick that I want. I love it. Oh my God, it's the best dick of my life. <laughs> it really genuinely is. I can't even be mad. I can't not be happy because I think the happiness comes from just being happy. And then, like, y'all trying to really, y'all trying to really make me mad. But I don't know how to be mad. I'm not a mad person. <laughs> I don't know how to be mad. I think I just live my life, but I just don't know how to be mad. I have great friends, the friends that are my best friends. And it's just so amazing to be able to have a dick to suck on. It's amazing <laughs> to be able to fucking have a clit to be able to lick on, you know? And it's, you know, you, you get to be able to just be grown enough to accept those things and not to be petty. And then you wish the best for the friends that you have and you just want them to be happy because it's like you get satisfaction from being able to just like have the best dick of your life. So for me, you guys, you have to like just live your life. Stop being so mad and just live with me. Live. What you listen to? (laughs) You guys got to just stop being so mean. I don't even know the full story. Y'all still be judging. I don't judge. So stop judging people. Love, guys. Your opinions are not going to matter over here because we're doing whatever it is we want to do. I'm going to stop that right there (laughs) because I played what I wanted y'all to hear, man. Uh, Yeah, your boy got, he got points for that one. He definitely got points for that one. And like I said, I never really had nothing negative to really say about that relationship because I was under the assumption that um, Mr. Um, Omarion and Lil Fizz weren't even cool like that. So I definitely never really poked holes or made any type of comment towards that situation. And it just it just was I didn't even feel I don't I don't even know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? Because they're too confident in what they were doing, I think, for it to be that type of um, situation. Where they were friends, or and she de- deliberately did, de- purposely did that. You know, uh, a lot of people do find they soulmates, man, different ways, or they, however you want to call it, they soulmate, they forever love, or you know, people call it different shit, but they think that they, there's a reason they're together, they have love for one another, and 
of course, I always support love. So it is what it is. That's just my opinion. But again, I only feel that way because I assume that they would, hey, we just work together. You know, they wasn't cool outside of the situation of music. So with that being said, moving right along, I got some audio of my man, Mr. D Smoke, man, because this is what made me. I was already a fan, like I said, but. What he said about what he's going to do with the money made me a, a bigger fan of his. And um, I want you guys to check out exactly what he said right here. Tell him what you're going to do with the money. Oh, what I'm going to do with the money? Um, thanks for asking. No I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Of course. Um, well, first, we're going to go back to my uh, high school, Inglewood High. You know, okay. my project is out. It's called Inglewood High. Uh-huh. Um, that place means a lot to me. It's both where I went, and it's also the first place I taught at when I, uh, when I first took on teaching Spanish, you know? Okay. And so... We're going to go back and give out some scholarships, do an event where uh, we disseminate information about, you know, how to pursue your passion and continue to do things that uh, forward your your journey in education, you know, because uh-huh. so, wow. that's my story. So uh, we're going to do that. We're going to do it big in the city, pull out some food trucks, make an event of it. And then, um, then of course, we're going to invest in the movement itself. So um, as well as invest in some property in Inglewood, because um, we know Inglewood is growing. They're building a the stadium uh-huh. like walking distance from my house and property values skyrocketing so to be at uh on the forefront of that making some investments um and be from the city mm. that's gonna be some some big shit for us so. wow i'm digging that like that stuff like that it just it's it it, it, get, it keeps me at an awe because i just admire that people who um who say they care but they show you that they do, you know. They show you that they that they do. Um, so many people would have took that bread and did so many things with it that really didn't amount to helping no one, but amounted to their debt or them looking good for for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, man, it is it is what it is. That's my opinion. I'm a, I'm gonna always rock with people who have a mindset like that. Always. I'm going to always rock with people who have a mindset like that. You know what I mean? It's just it's just positive. It's positive. And it, when you want to see change, if you have the power or the, the means, the funds to, to actually do something, then do it. I'm going to tell you guys something else, though. And this is from me. Even when you don't have money. There's always something you can do that can contribute to um, helping someone else. You can you can give somebody a conversation. Somebody just wanted somebody needs somebody to talk to or it's always a way that you can help another person. And it's not about. Don't get me wrong. I would love to help the world. I would love to help the world. You know what I mean? But it's not about how many people you help. You know, just because it wasn't a crowd of people, you don't have to feel like you didn't uh, make an impact. Um, there was a statement that Tupac said that uh, I, it made a, it might have went over a lot of people's head. But um, he said he might I might can't change the world, but I probably can spark the brain. Of somebody who can So Not saying chase that But 
you never know the advantages of just talking to anybody or helping anybody. It can be one person. It could be a crowd of a crowd of people. You know, you might not even you might talk to a crowd of people and might not even t- really sp- touch nobody, but two or three people that really connected with you and really got something from what you were saying. All I'm saying is it's within the help. It's about helping. If you help one person, you help. You did something for that person. And it was genuine. You helped them because you really wanted to help them. I like seeing people who are about change and they do things about it, period. Um, We're going to get into this next situation. Miss uh, Iggy Azalea, like, when she came out, right? I'm going to get right to the point. Like, she came out and I was... um. I really wasn't a fan. And maybe I want to say I'm biased because I'm a T.I. fan. Because she was doing the whole little T.I. management situation. I tried to rock with it because she had something going on with the whole, with T.I., right? So I'm like, man, probably it's going to be, I'm going to try to see what she sound like or whatever the case may be. Um, And then she blew up. She did blow up. But then, like, literally, no bullshit, like, right after she blew up, I didn't really hear nothing else about the T.I. situation no more. And I'm going to be real with y'all. Please don't judge me. Please don't judge And maybe you won't judge me if I tell, after I tell y'all the whole story. But I'm going to be real with y'all. I made a comment, and I was like, see, she done blew up. She got white people buying her stuff now. She don't need she don't need us niggas no more like that. I was joking. It was a joke, probably in poor taste, right? But then I'm online, and then I hear Ti say this: When she found out white people liked her and she didn't really need black people to like her anymore, she switched up, started acting different, made moves that I wasn't proud of. And she was very arrogant about it. And I feel like that energy led to motherfuckers like, ah, we ain't with that. You know, and the raps were dope at first. Of course, she had writers help. (laughs) (laughs) Then she exposed herself so much, you know, and it just... With the sway freestyle? All of it. All right. So, I mean... Now do I feel bad about what I said? And it's funny because I was I was making like a little funny comment. But this is actually what I thought actually happened to be true. If t- what T.I. saying is true. But I thought that. It's, you know, needs to say I was joking. But, you know, it's always a little truth to a joke. In the back of my head, I probably was really thinking that. But I, I said it in a jokingly matter to not be so bogus you know what i'm saying it was already in poor taste but i was correct at least i would like to think so listening to uh ti here damn and if that is true i think that's pretty fucked up so now you get my opinion about it i think that is pretty fucked up if that happens to be true but um i don't want to Man, I don't want to say this and put that out there and have people looking at me crazy. If you are Iggy Azalea fans or not, um, but uh, that 
that makes me think that she has the mind of a I don't want to say racist or supremacist. I don't even I don't even know the word I'm looking for, you know, but she's white and she used this black dude to get popping and once she was popping, bye-bye. I'm going to make, you know, I did this on my own type of deal. I don't know, you know. You know, I'm going to just say that and put that out there like that, man. People can take it how they want it. It's just my opinion, though. It's just my opinion. So, but again, I thought that. And then here you have Mr. T.I. said the same exact thing that I thought in the first place. It was just an assumption, which happened to be true. So on that note, take a quick break real quick. And I'll be back. And we're going to get into this political thing, man. We got to talk about some things that uh, that touch me dearly. Um, I got to talk about Elijah Cummings, man, because I just got to. Uh, I also have audio of uh, Mr. Elijah as well. Um, but uh, I, I got to. And that um, I didn't know this guy personally, but it definitely... Um, it hurt because once I did uh, become a fan of Mr. Cummings, because I'm not a political dude really like that. You know, I just right is right. Wrong is wrong. If it's right, I'm rocking with it. If it's wrong, I'm not, you know, plain and simple. But Mr. Elijah Cummings was somebody that um, I truly admired as a politician. Um, the seat that he that he holds is um, very significant. And he uses his seat to voice his opinions. And just to to hear him speak, you can hear it in him that uh, he's honest. He's very passionate about what he's speaking on. And he actually cares. And when it comes to me, I'm, I'm the, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't trust a lot of politicians Whatever side they on, Democrat, I don't give a shit. I don't trust them. Uh, they lie. You know, they're very deceitful to uh, to get what they want. But when I got to know Mr. Elijah Cummings, he's just one out of a few, out of a few uh, people um, that are politicians that I follow and that I admire. So it did touch me a little bit because like I say, when I did find out who he was and when I did get in tune with him, I did start to follow him. I still, I, you know, I, I, I did start to watch him a little closely because I, I was a fan and I was impressed. Um, it hurt me. It really did, man. So, um, rest in peace to uh, Mr. Elijah Cummins and, um, my condolences goes out to his family we have definitely lost somebody who, uh, who, uh, this, this to me is like a hole in the world, man, because people like him are hard to come by. You don't have a lot of politicians that actually care. So when you lose one, it's like, damn, we don't even, we don't have many. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at with it. On that note, man, I'm going to go ahead and take this break and we will be back. I'm going to talk about Mr. Elijah Cummins and I'm also going to talk about some other political things. Just stay tuned, man. Stay rocking with your boy. I am Byron Terrell of Byron Terrell's Opinion and we will be right back.
And we are back. I'm gonna get right to it. Look, man, I had to talk about this guy because this guy inspired me in so many ways. Uh, I move different. I think different because of the things that I've learned from watching this guy as a politician. Uh, Mr. Elijah Cummings is someone that I believe that I believe actually cares. Now, for people who know me, you know how I feel about politicians and majority. Let me inflict that word there. Majority of the politicians, I believe, just don't seem to give a shit. They just don't care. This guy here, Mr. Elijah Cummins, I really believe that he gives a shit, man. I really do. It's a sad thing to lose him. Very sad to lose him because, like I said, I I feel that he gives a shit. And it's not too many politicians that actually give a shit. So to lose one of them is like, damn, we don't have many, you know. And I was actually a little touched by that. Um, So, again, I, I do send my condolences to his family because me just being a fan, never even just meeting a guy in the field the way I feel when I heard about his passing, I can only imagine what his family is going through. Um, But for those of you who don't know, um, Mr. Elijah Cummings was a American politician. Um, He also was a civil rights advocate. Uh, Basically, um, he served in the United States House of Representatives uh, for Maryland's 7th Congressional District. From 1996 um, until, of course, his death in 2019. So um, he will truly be missed. He will definitely be missed by me. And I can I can only imagine how much he will be missed by his family. I do have audio of Mr. Cummings because I want you guys to understand exactly the, the kind of guy he was. And why I felt he just cared so much and was so passionate about it when he spoke. You know, it's it's not too many people, again, I say, not too many politicians that you just know care off of meeting them or off of just knowing them. You know what they what most of their agenda their agendas are most of the time, and it doesn't include what we would assume is best for us. But um man, without further ado, man, I'm gonna let you guys just get a taste of who he was. Now the the per the first part of this audio is him talking to Mr. Kevin Michelini. I hope I get I always get his last name wrong. But anyway, Mr. Kevin Michelini, Mick Michelinen was the acting Homeland Security Secretary at the time. And Mr. Cummings is speaking to him about the treatment of migrant children on the US Mexican border. When we hear about stories coming out from you and your agency that everything is pretty good and you're doing a great job. I guess you you feel like you're doing a great job, right? Is that what you're saying? We're doing our level best in a very... What does that mean? What does that mean when a child is sitting in their own feces, can't take a shower? Come on, man. What's that about? None of us. 
person. They are human beings. We are the United States of America. We are the greatest country in the world. We are the ones that can, can go anywhere in the world and save people. Make sure that they have diapers. Make sure that they have toothbrushes. Make sure that they're not laying around defecating in some silver paper. Come on. We're better than that. But I'm just... Now... That was Mr. Cummings speaking on that on that situation. Now, what this is one of my favorite uh, speeches here that he gave, uh, and this was him speaking on the HR one bill. Now, this was a bill on voting rights, as well as ca- uh, uh, ca- uh, campaign finance and um, ethic ethic rules. But the main focus was the voting rights. And when I heard him speak on this, just in this little little clip alone, it it woke something up in me, and it taught me something that I didn't know, and it made me made me feel responsible for a few things. But um, anyway, here's Mr. Cummings speaking on the HR one bill and uh, voting rights. I'm sorry, guys. It took me a little minute. I thought I had. I don't want to play the wrong thing because I really that that is definitely something I want you guys to hear. How passionate he was about voting. Here we go. One year ago today, on my mother's dying bed at 92 years old, former sharecropper, her last words were, "Do not let them take." our votes away from us. They had fought. She had fought and seen people harmed, beaten, trying to vote. Talk about inalienable rights. Voting is crucial. Crucial. And I don't give a damn how you look at it. There are efforts to stop people from voting. Did you hear that? That's not right. This is not Russia. Hmm. This is the United States of America. And I will fight until the death to make sure every citizen, whether they're Green Party, whether they're Freedom Party, whether they're Democrat, whether they're Republican, whoever has that right to vote. Because it is the essence of our democracy. Oh, uh, uh, that is Mr. Elijah Cummings. That's why I rock with him. That's why it's that simple. On that note, rest in peace, Mr. Elijah Cummings. You served us well. You taught me, sir. And I will ever, forever, forever keep your name alive. My condolences are with your family. And my heart goes out to everybody who feels like me. I am Byron Terrell of Byron Terrell's Opinion, right here on Anchor.